Are you thinking of starting a podcast? But you want to start it out right? Maybe you already have a podcast, but can't figure out why it's not earning a following or worse yet, some revenue. Would you like to learn how to do just that? Well, stay tuned and find out. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the heck is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another dose of podcasting learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman. And as most of you know, I have been in the coaching course creation online space since like, oh my goodness, the 90s. So yeah, got a little bit of experience under my belt, yet here I am still learning. But to me, I think the more important question is, who are you? And the answer to that, my friend, is infinitely more important because I believe you are a driven entrepreneur or perhaps an infopreneur. And the reason you're here is because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal or business tips and results. Man, it's that's the most important factor right there. Get all these great tips, but you got to get some results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire. It absolutely deserves to be. And our guest today is going to help us do just that very thing. Adam Adams has a loyal following inside the podcasting space. After selling off his first podcast, he launched the podcast on podcasting, which is ranked as a top show for podcasters. Are you feeling a trend here? <laughs> right. Adam is also the founder of growtheshow.com, where they help you get your message out to the world. Grow Your Show is the, what do you call it? The easy button for podcasters that want to have a top-rated show without all the hard work, without all the guesswork, with all the, the, the hoopla that might go in with that. Their clients are getting ranked in the top 1% of iTunes and other top charts, which means they have influence over the other 99%. Now, if you've considered having a podcast or already have a podcast, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Adam is, is, is really well-versed in this. He's been around for a little bit. And here's the cool thing about this. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring him on, because I want to share another point about this, is no matter what genre you're in, whether you're in podcasting, or you're an entrepreneur, or you're in real estate, or whatever niche you might, in, uh, might be in, I think there's room for the competition to sit down and chat with one another and learn from each other to the benefit of themselves as well as their customers, their clients, their prospects, and in the case of podcasting, their audience. So, yeah, Adam is in the same business I am, right? He does podcasting. He does podcasting for folks. He builds podcasts for folks out there, has a podcast editing company, just like I do, all behind the scenes. 
And yet here we are getting on a, the microphone here and sharing thoughts and ideas. Why? Because it's to the benefit of you, the listener, the entrepreneur, the small business person, man, woman, whatever you might be. And so why would I not want to learn from someone else that's out there doing the same thing, enjoying some of the same results, and truly serving their their podcast community in such a way? So that's why, my friend, I'm very proud to introduce Adam Adams. All right, my man, Adam Adams, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. How are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. You know, I, I don't often get folks on that where podcasting is their focus. I have folks oh. that, that do podcasts, right, as a part of whatever business they're in. So this is going to be, for me, an, uh, an interesting conversation because I don't think I've had one other person on uh, who was one of my mentors in the podcasting arena. So I'm looking forward to hear some of your gems as, as we root around. But I want to start with uh, a question for me is, what led you into the podcasting arena? Well, I was actually just like a lot of the other people that have been on your podcast that weren't doing podcasts as their business, mm -hmm. but I started a podcast for my business. Mm. I was doing a lot of real estate investing okay, and I slowed that down in 2020 and I probably won't get back into it until around 2024 uh, just because I don't know what's going on with the market. But the point would be that around uh, 2020, I sold that podcast um, with anticipation of uh, really just wanting to wait on, on real estate because I didn't know what was going to happen with the market cycle. So um, I had launched a podcast called um, Creative Real Estate, where we were teaching people how to do how to be creative about their deal structuring and things like that. For example, we were teaching them how to unlock their he uh, equity with the HELOC, or we were teaching them how to self-direct their retirement account into mm -hmm. real estate, or we were teaching them how to how to negotiate a, a seller finance or whatever, so a lot of a lot of cool stuff, and it was something I was passionate about. But I ended up uh, feeling in 2019 that um, real estate was getting pretty heated, and I didn't know how long it would last. So I started thinking about going another way, uh, another route. But the the point to the, to answer your question, ultimately, I felt like if I had a podcast within my genre, which was real estate then it would really help me get my name out. It would really help me to be able to get more business. If I needed to raise equity for my real estate deals, there would be a lot of people that knew about me, knew that I was um, there and, and available and that they could put their money with us. Or if somebody needed to sell a deal, they could call us first. And it worked. It worked really, really, really well. Um, and I got so passionate about, uh, you probably got this as well, Tracy, just real, I'm sure you have. Uh, because you've had your podcast for a minute and what I have noticed is a lot of people will ask people that are doing it some advice and so I, I had answered some advice for a few friends and they ended up doing really really well with their shows and so as I was kind of slowing down on real estate at the end of 2019 I started to figure out where do I want to pivot so I launched a podcasting company in, in July of 19 and uh, ended up selling that podcast in 2020. Sweet, that's that's quite a story to go from 
I mean, that's not, it's not even like, oh, I was doing online courses and that had a podcast. You were over here doing real estate in a completely different arena and stepped into it. it it's funny. It seems like uh, a lot of the stories, whether podcasts or not, that I hear, they the folks tend to stumble across their genius, right? They just like, wow, I'm doing this and I, I do well with it and it comes easy. And I start telling folks and I turn it into a business. It's like, that's where the magic is, right? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's been a fun journey. I've, I've really enjoyed it and podcasting's become a big thing. It's, I'm actually wearing a podcaster shirt today. I see that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, podcasting's been a big thing in, um, in my everyday life and I really enjoy other people's podcasts, listening to podcasts and serving podcasters. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting to watch the journey of the medium um, going forward, right? Obviously, we've seen a big boom with the you know, with everything that happened in, in 2020 in the past couple of years, but certainly even coming up to that, I know I started podcasting in 2007, and it was wow. completely different back then, right? Um, and it, it has merged and morphed and grown into... Um, a, a completely different to me it's a completely different venue right it's it's more acceptable it's not just the really the the i'll call them the geek squads that are out there roaming the uh the annals of uh, the internet it's more mainstream and you know, i've seen lots of professionals there's an interesting show um i can't remember the name of it i want i want to call it the fertility bridge and it's a podcast about just that fertility and it's how this fertility doctor um, leverages his knowledge into the marketplace to become that expert for Mr. or Miss Fertility Needs to reach out to them and say, hey, I have this question. You know, one thing leads to another. And he's actually using that as a, as a lead generator for his business. I was like, I would have never thought of that. If I would have been a fertility doctor, podcasting as as a lead gen wouldn't have been my first thought. Have you seen any of those? Now, I mean, you, you've got the podcast company, so I can only imagine some of the cool stories you've you've come across. Yeah, well, I've seen people start podcasts and get success for different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll share a couple reasons why some people start podcasts or or like things that they've noticed there are benefits from having their podcast. Okay. Um, one one example is some people have a podcast simply because they want to be funny, they want to connect with other people, uh, they want to uh, add light to the world, and and maybe not knowledge but entertainment. Some, yeah. And so so all they're really caring about is if they're if they're being able to entertain somebody. So and and that's that's their goal. Some people want to start a podcast and they want to have a um, a sponsor. So they want to monetize, basically get paid to be a radio star, for example. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of clients be able to do that really, really well, where they've been able to make maybe not insane money, but somewhere in the realm of a, a couple thousand to, you know, maybe 10 or $20,000 a month. And, and it's it's okay money. Even, yeah. even a couple thousand is, is pretty good with sponsor revenue. Um, there's definitely been... Uh, other people similar to what you're saying, uh, you've, you've noticed like people that are getting business from it. So they start the podcast, they add value to their avatar mm -hmm. and their avatar naturally thinks, and this is kind of like why I started my real estate podcast. 
my avatar was somebody, the, the person that I wanted to attract truly was a passive investor. I wanted to be able to um, close on unlimited amounts of real estate deals and always have the capital that I needed. So um, that's why I started and it worked out. And there's people that start like um, uh, coaching businesses and mm-hmm. they're looking for they're looking for clients. Another cool thing, and I do this on my podcast, is they interview their avatar. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yes. They interview their avatar. So so on, on my show, it's called Podcast on Podcasting. And I have half of my episodes are solo where I'm just pouring into my listener. And the other half are me interviewing other podcasters. Some of those podcasters are already clients and it helps with social proofing. Mm-hmm. Some of those podcasters are not clients but after we have a, an interview, they might actually say, hey, well, what do you do again? Tell me more about this. Right. Uh, and so then they're asking me and I'm just there to add value to the guest and they may actually end up being a client. Um, and there's so many reasons. Here's a couple other reasons. You just want to connect. You, you Maybe you're not going to interview your perfect client, but maybe you're going to interview people who know your perfect client mm-hmm. where you're just kind of getting that you're knowing somebody that knows somebody so that they know who to refer to you. Um, so there's so many benefits and I haven't even shared all of them, but uh, for me, I like, I don't have any sponsors on my podcast, but I do make decent money through the podcast because of getting clients that are listeners Right. Um, and then I get some clients that were guests on my show. And um, here's the last thing. When you are a podcaster or a, or a YouTuber or uh, an author, you have a thought leadership platform. And what's really cool and fun and interesting and just a super good hack that everybody needs to know is when you are a thought leader, other thought leaders gravitate toward having you on their platform. So you're basically mm. hacking in to their network. For example, I'm on your podcast today. Uh, I, as sad as it is to, to hear somebody that listens to you has never heard of me. I'm crying right now. <laughs> but the, the cool thing is maybe, maybe that person who's never heard of me, but is just kind of getting some content is going to be able to know what I do or listen to the podcast or eventually maybe work with us or mm-hmm. refer somebody. So that's a really good benefit is that simply by being the thought leader, other people at conferences, other people at in your in your genre, um, other podcasters, um, you, you might get on webinars, you might get on uh, panels, and you, you might be spoken about within somebody's book. Yep. And it's just so neat because without you even trying, uh, other people are helping to promote what you do. And I think that's just a super good reason to have a podcast. Even if you didn't have any listeners, even if you didn't make any money through sponsorship, even if you didn't feel like you were making great connections uh, there, you're still able to kind of hack. I call it a hack. Um, I call it Trojan horse marketing where you, you get right. in, you infiltrate um, with a very creative way by adding value to somebody else's audience. Yeah, that, that's a magic one right there. And I think one of the cool things about that 
tragic hor tragic horse <laughs> trojan horse marketing little uh freudian Very slip there tragic, we may it? have to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> about that trojan horse marketing is we'll publish this in the next week or two and it will live out there until i delete it right it'll be out there forever uh, i was telling you when we before we hit the the record button that i started uh, you know podcasting back in 2007 one of my original podcasts is still getting listens although i'm not publishing it i haven't published it in four years and it's still getting listened so that trojan horse marketing it's kind of a record once and benefit forever until that file gets taken off the net which currently doesn't seem to be like it's ever going to happen you you mentioned record it once and it's and it's up for a long time it that's a remarkable way through thought leadership to to grow your um to grow your credibility for sure and additionally uh, a lot of podcasters don't know this um, many do but um, if you're if you're listening you don't yet have your show you might not have thought about this you can definitely record you know audio and video and you can transcribe it you can turn it into books you can turn it into courses you can turn it into uh, micro content for example just like taking a couple of um, the gems like I, I, I'm sure I've dropped a gem or two or oh, yeah. eventually in, yep. in this uh, in this episode so so then you can just take that little gem your listener if they have a podcast they could just take multiple of those gems cut it up so not only like you said you do it once and it's out there for a long time but also you can you can put it on TikTok, you can put it on Instagram LinkedIn uh, Facebook and many other places so it's it's like not only can you do it once and have it live for a long time, but you can do it once and create maybe 30, 40 different pieces of content for maybe just one episode. That's that's the real magic. Everyone's talking about, well, I don't have the time. And if you if you set yourself up with a with a process, a workflow, right? Like you were saying, hey, let's record the audio, record the video like we're doing here. And I do just that. I I cut out little snippets and I drop it into, you know, inst the Instagrams, the TikToks, the Facebooks, which points them back to the episode, which points them back to you, let giving us both that bit of credibility. I get to write on your coattails and and vice versa at the same time, right? You're listening, you're you're tapping into my audience and if someone's searching for the 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 show the the show on podcasting and they they get they catch your episode because i have it tagged in my episode yeah. they're like oh whoa it's seo yeah it's a, one it, there it is so many benefits it's, it's <laughs> magic too. all right so let's 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 talk for a minute a lot of the folks i've been focusing here more recently on my uh my online uh, course creators and, and and coaches and you mentioned the coaches earlier and i think i've seen a, a lot of coaches step into the podcast arena and do some great things right but there are unless they've went to someone like yourself or folks like i've been to they they don't know what they don't know right they step in and say okay I'm going to record here's episode one and here's what i'm going to talk about you know they do that that trailer thing because they heard that's the right thing someone's out there listening to us right now and they're like yeah i'm thinking about starting a podcast what tips do you want to make sure they come away with yeah especially for you know a course create creator mm -hmm. now if they're interviewing people that are going to be perfect for their course they might not need to worry about what i'm about to share if they're <laughs> specifically trying to just get the the people that they're interviewing to be their client mm -hmm. to to join their course then maybe they don't have to worry about it. But if they're looking for the listener to become uh, 
a follower of the course, then then here's something critical. And it is a misconception that many people have continued to say, and it does kind of drive me crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's a little bit of a pet peeve. Okay. I always hear people say, um, don't overthink it. They say, just start. They say, um, ready, fire, aim. Mm-hmm. Ready, fire, aim. It, basically, they're, they're um, suggesting to just have a podcast, half-ass a podcast, and if you don't do it right in the very beginning, it can be extremely challenging to gain the traction that you need. So if, if your listener is thinking, I want to monetize with uh, my own course. I want to monetize with somebody else's uh, course, affiliate stuff. I want to monetize by having sponsors. For most of those cases, you need a listener base. Most of those cases, you need a listener base. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you go ready, fire, aim, if you do it the way that people are saying, hey, don't overthink the mic. You just want to get started. Just start. Don't don't overthink it. Don't. It doesn't. Done is better than perfect. Right. Uh, then basically, what's going to happen is you're going to have a podcast that is half-assed, and when it's half-assed, the unfortunately, just nobody's listening. You've got to do a few things, and I'll share those with you right now about Please. how to how to how to go. Uh, f- uh, instead of ready, fi- oh, ready, aim, fire, ready, ready, aim, fire. That's the goal. Instead of ready, fire, aim, it's, right. hard, to, it's hard to switch those. Um, <laughs> so instead of ready, fire, aim, it's ready, aim, fire. So basically, just take a little bit of time up front as you're launching that podcast. You want to make a few considerations. One of the biggest ones is completely understanding who is your avatar. This is part of the aim. If you know who is your avatar, then you know what types of content they are looking for. You know what they're worried about. The deeper you can go with that avatar in understanding, um, my avatar is, and you name a person that you really want to add value to. Mm -hmm. As you can figure out that person and ask yourself lots of questions about psychographics, demographics, um, your own niche, and even geographics in, in many cases, you want to maybe add value to somebody who lives, uh, who has three kids, who's married, who has a pool, like whatever it is, you want to be thinking about their job, their worries, their frustrations, their neighbors, what they go through, how long their drives are. And as you figure that stuff out, uh, what they're looking to achieve, then you can start to, to uh, go a little bit deeper. So I always say go for the why behind the why behind the why. To give you a quick example of that, um, you're, you're saying, all right, my avatar is Siva. He is a, um, India, uh, a male, 42-year-old Indian engineer from, uh, from uh, Pennsylvania, we'll say. And um, Siva's got $2 million in the bank. And he's already been doing this, this, and this. What he's worried about is X, Y, and Z. Uh, and what he wants to do is is he loves being a, a bridge engineer. He loves it. He loves his job. He doesn't want to do anything else, but he wants to invest. So now we mm. start asking, why does he want to invest? What is the why behind the why? Mm-hmm. Just investing is, is too surface level. So then you find out like, all right, he wants to invest because... 
he wants his daughter to go to college. One of his, uh, you know, two or three kids, whatever I said before, <laughs> uh, one of his, one of his two kids. And he wants his daughter to be able to go to college. Well, why is that important? Why does mm -hmm. he care if his daughter goes to, to college or not? Well, he wants her to go to college because um, because his parents had him go to engineering school, and he would feel like a letdown if his if his daughter just dropped out completely. Right. So now we're getting to some like deeper things, deeper reasons why Siva wants his daughter to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, and so now we start to try to figure out that psychographic. Uh, demographic and geographic and your own niche and you figure out how can I help Siva what is my message for Siva how will I explain it to Siva and how will I reach him deeply so that it's not just about the investing but it's about what the investing can get and mm -hmm. it's about what that can get and it's that feeling generally of being enough uh, being uh, leaving a legacy on the world whatever it is there's some there's right. just a few things that are really deep and when we understand those clearly for the avatar, it's going to help. So that's part of ready, aim, fire as the avatar. Um, other things that you got to do is you got to figure out what your niche is. You got to figure out how you speak to that person. You got to figure out if you're going to be doing solo episodes or interview episodes. If you're doing interview, you also want to figure out what questions you're asking. You want to at, figure out who is your guest on on there. Right. Because I've I've got real estate investors, for example, that want passive investors and all they do is teach operators the operators are the people that the general partner that runs the show mm, and all they're yeah. doing is teaching them how to find a deal and how to raise the money but if their real goal here is to be able to help a passive investor to be uh, safer in, in passive investing they're they're totally off base on the type of content, the type of guests, the type of questions mm. they're asking. For example, um, I've been on a lot of real estate podcasts, and they ask me things. I it's so funny. They 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 go, "How do you raise money?" Because I've done syndication. Uh, how do you how do you raise money from past investors? How did you find that deal? Uh, how how are you managing this deal? A lot of this stuff that is just going over a passive investor's head. It only helps an operator. So that person who truly, in their heart, they know that they want a passive investor. In their mind, they haven't gone ready, aim, fire to figure out what their niche is, how they help them, the questions, the who they're going to have. So there's part of it, but the other part is the marketing part. When you when you got a good show and you've got good content, that is hugely important. If you start a podcast, especially now, because there's like 2.2 million, uh, 2.77, I think it was a few months back, 2.77 million podcasts. If you're starting a podcast now, it's kind of like swimming a little bit upstream if you ha don't get it all figured out in, mm -hmm. in the very beginning. And some of the podcasts kind of go in by the wayside and then it, it creates something called pod fade. So your course creator who wants to launch a podcast if they figure out their their niche, that's part their avatar and their niche. That's great. That will help them with their title, their names, their the types of content. But if they don't launch it with a plan, then they're basically planning to fail. You know, if you don't yeah. fail, plan. Uh, I don't even know. I, I just saw that again on a, on some. Uh, if you've planned to fail, you fail the plan. There you go. There you go. Thank you for saving me. I needed the. I still said it backwards. <laughs> oh, did you really? I did. All right. Well, we'll pretend. If you fail you to plan, you plan to fail. There you go. There so, we go. So that's exactly what we're we're talking about. Like these, 
uh, new podcasters just want to have a podcast. They might even know their avatar, but because they didn't market it, they didn't get it in front of anybody. Then what is happening with the algorithms of podcasts is that it does never really get picked up by Apple or Stitcher or sure. iHeart or any of these platforms. So it ends up being that the person is just basically having a journal. Yeah. The only person much. who listens to their podcast is themselves. Mm -hmm. They're all happy and excited because they have this show, but they never get it out in front of their avatar. So I really recommend spending time and effort and thought on how are you going to get in front of your email list if you're a course creator? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get in front of your friends' email lists? How are you going to partner with people that come onto your show? and you incentivize them to help you grow the show in the very beginning. Are you gonna be doing Facebook ads? Are you gonna be doing uh, organic social media? Um, there are so many ways to market and grow a podcast, but you gotta be thoughtful of it mm -hmm. prior to launching. I call it a pre-launch. You spend the time to yep. figure it out and get people excited about it. Um, and I mean, I could go into a lot of detail on like Facebook algorithms, for example, like social media algorithms when you make a post. And if you don't mind, I'll go fast into it. Please, go here's, for it. Here's a benefit that any new podcaster, course creator can do when they're really trying to grow that business. If you are going to use social media organically to grow your audience, then you what one thing that you'll want to stop doing or, or never do is to post the episodes when you're telling people about the episode it seems like uh, like that would be a thoughtful thing to do i mm -hmm. should i should let my follower know that i published an episode or, or they might think how will my facebook follower or my linkedin follower know that i have an episode if i don't quote tell them mm -hmm. and my suggestion is to stop telling people but start asking people and the way to do this, so, so telling and asking is, is very different. When you're telling, everybody keeps getting told on social media. Everyone's being told. I just did this. I just did this. I can do this for you. This is happening right now. Yes. Everyone's getting told, told, told. And what the, the follower is doing is scroll, scroll, scroll. The real goal here is to stop the scroll. You want to ask instead of telling because you need to go a pattern interrupt. Mm -hmm. You need to make that person to start thinking. And as as you ask them, hey, what would you like to, you know, I, I started my podcast recently. What are some topics I could share? Now you're asking. Human beings have a very challenging time not wanting to offer their opinions, their feedback, their help, right. their support. And so when you're asking, they're like, oh, this person told me, this person told me, ooh, what is this person asking? Hmm, let me think about that. It's a pattern interrupt. It makes them stop scrolling. And as you do that, that hits and triggers the first algorithm within most social media. And so what will happen is because social media sees that people stop on your post, they have been split testing you because they are smart marketers, just like your course creator listener. Mm -hmm. Facebook is a smart marketer. It's called A-B testing. And so all of these people that are tell, tell, telling, and people are just scroll, scroll, scrolling past, Facebook says, okay, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Hey, this post keeps getting people to stop the scroll. 
And that means we can make more money because more people are staying on Facebook, more people are getting engaged. And so this is the post that instead of putting in just in front of like 10 people that Tracy knows today, that Adam knows today, Mm -hmm. instead of just putting in front of 10 people, why don't we try putting it in front of 100 and see if that keeps us making more money? So we can do more advertising. So our, our investors can make more money. Right. Why don't we try that? So they've got an algorithm that split tests this. As soon as they see the scroll stopping, then they're going to add more uh, weight to your post. So that's one of the things is just ask instead of tell when you're sharing about your podcast. Another thing is people are sharing the link to their, for example, the YouTube channel or to their website, to their company or to their webinar or to um, their podcast. Mm -hmm. And when we share these outside links, especially to YouTube, Facebook and YouTube, as last I heard, weren't owned by the same company and but they both are competing for attention yes one's got all the cat videos that you end up just getting stuck with and then (laughs) and then the other is the one where it's it's talking about people's lives and trying to connect people Mm -hmm. and when you put a outside link onto your social media platform facebook or linkedin or wherever it is then facebook has already got a built-in algorithm that says oh crap this person's trying to take away the attention from our investors, from our advertisers. Mm-hmm. We need to keep people on our social. So why don't we create something that anytime somebody puts a link, we'll just automatically shadow ban that from being seen by anybody. We'll block it so that we can keep our people around. And so people are like, hey, um, I want somebody to go to my website so I can do business. So they put their link. Mm-hmm. Or they're saying, hey, I just launched a podcast. Here's the link. So here's a new way to do it. And it's a it's like quadruple better, quadruply better. I can't even talk. I love it. <laughs> All right. So quadruply better. I'm sure that means good thing we're not on an audio platform. <laughs> yes, it's a great thing. We're not. All right. Uh, well, quadruply better. What's quadruply better? It is getting engagement. So now you've already asked instead of told. You're you're using a hook instead of like some something that people mundanely scroll past mm-hmm. you're hooking them you're getting their attention you're stopping their uh your pattern interrupt so once that happens you might say something like hey i just launched a, i just launched it even if, like first you get the hook you you might say have you ever wanted to launch a podcast have you ever wanted to launch a podcast I found, uh, I, I interviewed a guy and he, and he shared a, a lot of bad ways that people are start lo- trying to launch podcasts these days. I would love to share the episode with anybody who'd be interested in launching podcasts. Just let me know in the comments. That's your, that's your quote. Let me know in the comments. So you do the hook, then the story, then the offer. Let The, the hook is, uh, have you ever want to start a podcast? The story is, I, I interviewed this guy. He, he dropped some knowledge and you might be doing it wrong if you don't listen. Mm-hmm. The offer is, if you want to listen, then you let me know in the comments. This offer translates to something called engagement. Now, stopping the scroll is an algorithm. Not putting, doing uh, the links is a negative a- uh, algorithm. Right. But the engagement, when you're getting people to um, engage on a post, then it triggers another positive algorithm, which will continue to put you in front of more and more people. So instead of, hey, here's a podcast episode that you can listen to. I'm really excited about it. And here's the link. It would be, have you ever wanted to start a podcast? I interviewed this guy. 
He drops some huge knowledge and uh, I don't want anybody to do it wrong. So if you would like to listen to the podcast, I'd be more than happy to send it to you for free. Just let me know in the comments and I'll get you the link. And then they let you know in the comments, I would love to hear that episode. So now what you'll do after is you'll you'll say, you'll, you might say something like, um, great, would you prefer me to email it to you or do you just want me to send it in the, through the DMs? Because you're not going to put it on, in the comments there. Right, because that, that that's the yeah. negative algorithm, yeah, right? Yeah, so then they say, you can just email me. And you say, more, I'd be more than happy to email you. Um, can you confirm the best email for me to send this to? And now that you're getting more engagement, mm -hmm. right? Or they say, just DM me. And then you go and DM them. That means direct message for anybody who doesn't right, know. Right. Just in case. Just in <laughs> case. I don't want to use acronyms that 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 make people say, I can't listen to this podcast because he's using terms I don't know. <laughs> um, so DM, just in case. It's a direct message, a private message. It's basically using the Facebook uh, messaging camp, uh uh, private messaging or LinkedIn or whatever you're on. Right. So, so you say something like, they say, I want you to DM me. That I would prefer you to private message me. Then you'll reply to them and just say, great, I just sent it. Let me know when you hear, let me know what you think after you listen to it. Right. You, 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 you reply in the comments of the message. The hey, I just sent it to you. Please yep. let me know that you got it. And then they will reply yep. back in the comments. See, and that's more the, see, that's, that's pretty smart. Yeah. So anything like uh, one of one of the things that we do with our podcasting clients is help them trigger like Apple algorithms so that their podcast can get ranked. And so they'll get more traction in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Or if they've had it for a long time and they need that traction, we can do some marketing to kind of get those listeners. But the, the point is that this is something I love to geek out on is like the subtle differences mm -hmm. that, that it might be a one percent. Pareto principle, right? You know how they say the 80-20 rule? Yeah. 20% of what you're doing is giving you 80% of the results. This feels to me more like a 1% uh, Pareto principle. It's I, like, it's this, this this very tiny change gives you 99% of the results. Ask, don't tell. Um, uh, don't stop putting links. Um, require engagement. Uh, keep engaging with your engagement. These types of things will explode the amount of people that are knowing that you have a podcast and it will add to the social proofing uh, humans are like lemmings just, just briefly um I, I don't know if you've ever seen a video of a lemming if you're listening I and you, you're like i don't know what a lemming is just go and look up a youtube video here's what you're going to see you're going to see a whole bunch of lemmings they're going to go close to a cliff they're all going to get scared all of them are going to get scared mm -hmm. and one lemming is going to jump off and then all of the other lemmings jump off that cliff. They're like, oh, he he just went. He hasn't even landed yet. We don't know if he's going to <laughs> He just went. I must... might want to go too. I should, I should jump off. And it's unfortunate. Like, we follow other people. That's why social proofing is so important. Like on mm -hmm. Amazon, when we're buying, um, when we're buying things, we don't buy that stuff that has nobody saying anything good about it. Right. We only want to, we're like looking for something that has a thousand five star reviews or four and a half stars. We would rather have, we would rather have something that had a thousand reviews and was four stars than if it had five reviews and it was five star. Cause it's hard to trust only five people. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, man, all five of those people might work for that company. Yeah. I, right. I, I'm not it's sure. It's their mom, their sister, yeah. their husband. <laughs> yes. But when you have a thousand, that's social proofing. And same thing goes yeah. with um with your social media. 
So for example, you're getting all these people to comment, to stop scrolling. It's getting pushed in front of more people. And naturally as lemmings, we see that other people are like, yes, I want that. Yes, I want that. That I, Can you send that to me? And Tracy keeps saying, yes, I'm happy to. Do you want it DM'd or, or private? Or do you want me to email it to you? Which email's best? Do you want me to private message? Let me know what you think. And now we're seeing like, oh my gosh, this, instead of having no likes, no comments, this one has 50 likes and 100 comments. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking to ourselves, what am I missing I don't out even on? I know if I want to start a podcast, but I now I think I should because everybody, this is obviously a big thing. I'm, yeah. I need to do it. Yeah. And so we'll jump off that cliff. We'll take that leap of faith and we might, uh, we might comment as well. And so it just really helps us to be able to grow toward what we're looking for. I saw someone that was doing the beginning part of what you're suggesting here, and she was offering one of her programs. She had just had a baby, and she's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm retiring from this, this channel of, of her business, and she was going to offer up this one last lesson because she was going to turn around and start focusing on her, ba- her new baby. And she goes, if you'd like to, you know, the link to the offer, just shoot just drop it down in the comments so she was right on point there but what she was doing differently from what you were saying is so if i would go and say hey yes i'm interested she would then drop the link as a reply right and here's what i thought as i was going to by the time i got to it it was just to what you were saying there was a handful of comments i'm like oh what is what is she doing and i was reading through that and i didn't have to reply because the previous 19 people already had the links all i had to do was click on one of those links so i i didn't even have to so i think you're right that that just continues the spawn of hey wait a minute she's not putting the link in here i'm gonna have to ask for it just to get it yeah Uh it's totally i mean it's just it compounds it really does compound when you do it right when if your listener is like internalizing this stuff, taking some notes, um, this can be extremely effective, not just for your podcast, but for any part of your business, mm-hmm. any anything that you're looking for. Um, it, it can really excel because you know how to, how to, I hate to word, use the word manipulate, but uh, to control like the and yeah, it's kind of you're guiding, of you're, yeah. you're 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 creating that flow, right? It, it's yes. guidance. Yeah. It, so, hey, good coaches manipulate in the same fashion through questions or actions or assignments. Yeah, yeah. There's a good way to manipulate as well as a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> says says a, a, a an experienced dad, right? There you go, hundred <laughs> percent. So you, you tapped on it here earlier, and I'm curious from your experience, the, the Apple iTunes algorithms. So obviously, I've been around Facebook since day one, right? Uh, I've gotten pretty learned when it comes to Instagram. I'm getting my feet under me in the TikTok arena. But that, that iTunes triggers, right? Those things that make it right now, I know... Uh, you know, if someone subscribes, that's a good thing. You get some, you get some uh, benefits from that. If someone goes in, you know, puts a comment, you know, a review, a rating and a review and a subscribe. So the three triggers I'm aware of, is there other magic our podcasters should be zeroing in on? hundred percent. I think there's really five things that my team tries to zero in on when okay. 
working for somebody. And I have to start by just honestly sharing that Apple or iTunes, they're pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. Apple or iTunes, they don't, um, they don't publish the algorithm. Mm -mm. They're not like out there saying, this is how you manipulate the system. They're not doing it, unfortunately. So we have to guess and we have to practice and we have to try Mm -hmm. just like with Facebook. They don't, they didn't, Facebook didn't publish and say, hey, when you put the link, I'm going to shadow ban you. They didn't just publish that. We figured it out. Right. So here's the five things that we're figuring out about Apple and iTunes. And one of the five, many people will argue with. So I'll at least share my uh, my stance on it. Okay. Um, But let me share these five. First and foremost, you want people to follow the show. Uh, another term for this used to be subscribe. They would call it a subscription, but now subscriptions are paid. So it's right. kind of the wrong term. So they, you want them to be followers. That means means they're uh, anytime you publish a new episode, they're going to get the download. Right. Second, you want those downloads. The third thing is you want the listens. You want people to actually listen. Here's an interesting thing about um, about a way that people are trying to manipulate the system, but Apple and iTunes are too smart for that person. What they're doing is they're buying downloads. Mm-hmm. They're buying bots to just like generate random multi-downloads. And the problem is though the, the algorithm within Apple can notice that and sense it. So those people aren't follows. Those, those They're not followers. Yeah, They're probably downloading the same episode a hundred times. It's just a bot. It's just generating. And probably they're not listening because they're just bots. Yeah. It's just like this fake stuff. And so you want to make sure you're doing all three. You need the downloads. Absolutely. But you don't want fake downloads. You want followers to download and then to keep listening to those things that they've downloaded. Right. A lot of times within the Apple algorithm, they will stop downloading things when somebody doesn't listen. So, for example, after a couple of weeks, like let's just say uh, somebody new is following your show today. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're following this show right now. It's the first time they pushed follow because they, they loved uh, one of your episodes. They started listening and um, and then all of a sudden... They get busy. They go to they go to Hawaii for two weeks. Yeah, and they're with their sweetheart, and they're just uh, they're having a good time. When they get back from that vacation, they're going to get a noti- notification from Apple that says, "Hey, we've stopped downloading this podcast because you don't seem interested in it. Mm-hmm. Do you want us to re refollow it? Do you want us to get back into it?" And that person already unfollowed it on just because of an algorithm. Mm-hmm. They already unfollowed it. And they have to actively say, okay, yes, I want to be part of this. I want to keep listening. And then it's like, all right, we'll, we'll keep giving you some downloads because they don't want you to have a bunch of random downloads where people aren't listening. Mm-hmm. So they, they figured that out. So those are the three things. The fourth thing is the one that people could argue with. Many people do argue with it. And it's ratings and written reviews. It's the social proofing. Mm-hmm. And so people are saying, don't worry about ratings and reviews. Apple, that's not part of the algorithm. They, 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 they don't care if you have ratings or reviews. I've seen shows get traction without any ratings or reviews. There's a lot of people saying the opposite, and that's okay. I'll still share my stance. Okay. First and foremost, um, it is still social proofing. Even if 
even if you wanted to take a stance that that it's not part of the algorithm even if you wanted to say that which you don't know mm -hmm. we, i don't know either to be honest right. but if you wanted to make that stance if somebody's going to have a thousand five star or thousand four and a half star ratings and reviews on one podcast but they're going to see a different podcast when they go and it has just five and they're all perfect five star they're more likely to take the one that has them has more That's people true. jumping off the cliff like the lemmings they're more likely to take that one That's even if true. it's four and a half versus five because they trust it more so even if it's not part of the algorithm which i would argue that it might it, it, there's a good probability that it is you're still going to get other people to naturally just like we talked about social proofing many other times today yep. to, to say that your podcast is credible credible because you have that and the fifth and final thing that we've noticed are really really important is that the listener keeps coming back to the show we've noticed if you do all five and possibly the fourth one is less important who who, who knows who cares but I've clearly noticed that when we work with our clients and help them get all five, then it starts triggering algorithms where they're getting ranked top 1% in the world mm. on all of the different podcast platforms or their top 3,000 in their genre or something like this, which nice. might not sound like a lot, but you, we're also talking about 2.77 million podcasts. Yeah. So it's like you're, we're talking about 10 times better than top 1%. So when, when you're looking at some, some of this, like top 3,000, that's, pretty awesome that's that's really good actually yeah and some of those some of those categories are really tough to crack into entrepreneurship yeah. oh, is a tough yeah. nut to crack you know uh i think personal development can be a struggle at times and there's a couple of them that are i know i stepped into the entrepreneurship world and i thought i thought i was killing it and i made it to top i made it to number 85. that's um, amazing and, and I was like, I was like, I was like beating my chest. Of course, you, you don't stay there, right? Because yeah, every, every hour, every, it almost feels yeah. like every hour it could be different. Yeah, we, we take screenshots of our clients, mm -hmm. their podcasts, like every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I wish we could take it every day, but that, it just... There's a lot of clients and that takes, that's a full-time job just for no doubt. one or two people on my team. Um, so anyway, we take screenshots and the interesting thing goes right along with what you just said, Tracy, it's that um, you don't, uh, you don't always stay there. Yeah. And so we'll have like, for example, my podcast, um, we are generally top 100 in the marketing, not okay. in entrepreneurship, unfortunately. Yeah. It's probably too hard to crack, but we get in the U.S. for marketing top 100 all the time but in other times like monday we might be number 80 wednesday we might not even show up mm -hmm. and then friday we'll be number 60 and it's like what the heck what is it's going crazy. on it's a little bit of a yo-yo so um it, it's it, it's good to good to point that out um it does fluctuate it does change it depends on a lot of different pieces of of different algorithms and what's happening and where people are listening um, but if you hit those five things, write them down. If you hit those five things, you will definitely be triggering algorithms within Apple iTunes to be able to get your show to rank on things like Chartable. Mm -hmm. Write that down if you, if you, anyone listening. Um, here's just a couple of cool resources that you might want to have. Chartable.com, um, podkite.com, yep. um, listen notes and um those those three are probably the best three 
um, to go in a bit of detail, it's really hard to show up on Podkite and Chartable at all because you pretty much have to be in the top 0.5% or something just to show up on those yeah. two places. Um, and then when, when it looks at Podkite, you definitely have to be in the top 10% mm -hmm. just to even to show up or they're not, they're not going to recognize you if you're not in, at least in the top 10%. So, um, I would focus on at least getting there so that you can kind of see, uh, things move and, and improve. Well, God, you just made me take a big deep breath. I was like, yeah, cause I've, I've, that's, I've been watching my show on Chartable since, oh, about a month or so in and. You know, again, you do the ups and downs and you see it in the different countries. It's like all of a sudden I popped up in Australia, like early on, I'm talking like month three or four, you know, I hit high in the charts in Australia and then slowly it goes down over time. But I was like, okay, I, I'm, I wasn't even pushing myself to Australia. But to your point, if you're putting out good content, people are following it, they're going to show it to other folks or other folks are going to learn about you through other mediums facebook or whatever and then that leverages you in and they keep coming back and uh, the magic happens listen notes was the last one that i learned about and i actually learned about it from a fellow podcaster who pub you know he did he put a little post on his facebook saying hey look what i did you know my show is in you know the top five percent and i was like well that's kind of cool i wonder what mine is and i went and looked at it and i was like damn okay you, you sometimes when you're on this side of the mic you could probably echo this anybody i think no matter what their business is when they're on the inside looking out and they're they're grinding and they're crunching away and they're kachunka 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 they're like god is anybody hearing me tools like that are kind of a nice way to know that yeah there are some people that are hearing you maybe they're not raising their hands yet but it does it gives that little boost so you can say okay at least i know they're hearing me i'd maybe i just got to dial things in a little bit more so that i'll get that hand raised uh, can i quickly mention one thing that could sure. be helpful to um your listener mm -hmm. if so let's just say you're you're a course creator. You've got you've got a coaching program. You're you're an entrepreneur somehow, and you want people to do business with you. Um, Tracy just mentioned sometimes, and I'm basically quoting him, uh, trying my <laughs> best. Sometimes people aren't raising their hand. They might be listening, but they might not be raising their mm -hmm. hand. Like there, you could see the download, but they haven't taken any action. In many cases, podcast listeners, um, it's worse on YouTube you're going to get more action takers on podcast listeners than you will YouTube followers. But um, it, it can be a little intimidating and scary. And some of our offers are like, you know, hire me for a million dollars. That might be an exaggeration, but the point would be <laughs> that you're, you're trying to go from somebody who's just starting to listen to you straight to a million dollars. And that can be a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. So just consider a funnel. Just consider, like, type that in. What is what's a funnel in my company? How would I build a funnel for X, Y, Z? Um, and I'll share just a couple quick, quick nuggets because I want you to have true value when you're putting out that effort to have your podcast. And that is my favorite thing is lead magnets. And I have like probably six or seven or eight lead magnets that run through my podcast. I don't have the number, but there's at least a half a dozen. And 
There, there, here's just a couple of examples of lead magnets that we share on our podcast, all of which must be free. They should be free because it's really, really easy for that listener who's, who's um, kind of, they're exercising right now. They're on a drive right now. And it, you've got to do something compelling for them to take some action. It's super beneficial for them to take action for one reason with your hook story offer and your offer is some type of CTA or call to action to help them do something about what they want to do. If it's a real estate podcast, you want them to do their first deal. You want them to call their first broker. You want them to send out their first letter. If it's um, if you, if it's a course creator, you want to find a way, how can I get that person who needs to learn what I teach to just take the next step? Maybe mm-hmm. not to join my course for a million bucks, but just the next step. So for example, you might have um, a lead magnet that is the 10 ways to do this, the five ways to do this, the three things not to miss. Um, These are all very compelling titles. The three things not to miss, for example. It's like, what is it? What if I miss one? I know some things, but are they going to share something that I don't know? I've got to get that. I've got to get that. I need Mm -hmm. that. I'm jonesing for it, right? So basically with me, like my, my lead magnets, here's a, here, I'm just going to open them up. Here's a couple of them. Avatar questionnaire. We talked about avatar today. Yep. So we have a, like, if you go to growyourshow.com forward slash avatar, you can, you watch a video about me explaining how to do it. And then you get a four page avatar questionnaire for the psychographic demographic, all these kinds of things where you can go through and ask the why behind the why. So you can truly understand your person. Any Mm -hmm. podcaster needs that. So we offer that for completely for free. Um, Another one, the DM strategy. So you remember those five things to trigger the algorithms? We do that with a direct message campaign. For example, um, with the direct messaging, we, we slow down. We don't ask for marriage. We don't send the links even on some of these DMs campaigns for my team. And people are like, what is that? How do I use it? So we've created a template for people. Another one, uh, how do I grow my audience? People are like, how do I get a bigger listenership? So we created a lead magnet for that. We created a lead magnet for how to do post-production. If in case you want to do your own editing, which we usually uh, try to say, don't do it. Oh. If, if if you've got more time than money, go ahead and do it. I get it. It's fine. And if that's my listener on that on that episode, and we're talking about post-production, we're talking about editing, I might offer on my podcast, hey, um, we've got a template for you to be able to figure out how to do the post-production the way that my team does. It, it does two things. A, it's completely free and, and they're getting it for free. It also gives me their email address. It also gets them to start taking action toward what they truly want to do. Right. Another couple of things that it does, though, it, with the with this is A, uh, I keep saying A, everything's <laughs> A with me. Uh, <laughs> the next thing that I want to share is they know exactly how we do it. If it's overwhelming for them. If it is, they might say, man, they do all this. I'll just hire him. Okay. Done. <laughs> yeah. Or the, or if they actually want to do the stuff, it is one of the best resources that they could ever get. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a sponsorship template. For example, a lot of podcasters want to monetize their show. They might not have be a course creator like your listener. Mm-hmm. They might want to have a sponsor. And they're like, how do I do it? What are the first steps? So I might share something on my podcast. It's easier than you think to get a sponsor. Mm-hmm. It's easier than you think. We actually created a template that you can download. 
to be able to use to get your next sponsor. So you can start having your podcast put money into your pocket instead of out of your pocket. We've got a VA contract and we've got like even more uh, uh, lead magnets as well. But when when your listener is creating their podcast, they just got to think, you know, my million dollar uh, coaching program, my, my $5,000, um, whatever it is, what's something that your listener can do to go closer to what they need to do mm-hmm. and they and you can also probably get their email at the same time yeah but they're taking action and now there is a bit of reciprocity where there's a bit of i owe you something like um in a way it's like i just got this value from you on your podcast you told me about this thing that you created which was for free the avatar questionnaire or whatever it is Mm -hmm. it's something that i want it's something that will help me so they go and get that and then they're like man this is in depth there's so much to it this helped me to be able to be a better podcaster or whatever you know course Mm -hmm. creator and um and because of that i think i'm just gonna call adam i think i'm just gonna call tracy i think i'm just gonna call emily and i'm gonna maybe just see about maybe hiring her yeah working with her because I like her stuff. Yeah. It, it, I think it's one of the magic pieces of that so many people miss about the lead magnet because we see them so often. Oh God, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get me email. No, I think most of the folks, just to your point, is they're trying to give you the value so that you will take that next step in your journey. Hey, I don't need you to come hire me. I would like you to, let's be honest, right? I'm in I'm in this for the money, right? We're, but if I can give you value and I can help you along your path, I feel pretty damn good about that. And I, I, at the same time for anyone who's listening and considering, okay, I've heard this lead magnet thing a hundred thousand times. I'm, I've heard it again, Adam's telling us, on your lead magnet, I think I see so many people miss the pitch at the end of the lead magnet. You've just taken them through how to do post-production in all the magic. Here's all the ways you can do it. Get Audacity, do it in Adobe Audition, whichever uh, software you choose. At the end of it, take a paragraph. Dude, you've taken the time to educate them. Now it's your time to shine to say, hey, if this is too much for you, to your point, if this is overwhelming and you'd like someone to take it off your plate, here's the link. Let's chat. Or maybe you even say, maybe you even mix it up with a question at the same time. Is there any way I can help you with this? Answer questions, reduce your stress, blah, 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 blah. Let's hop on the phone together and you put your little Calendly link on there or whatever. And next thing you know, you're starting to get your calendar booked up. Some of them will become clients. Some of them will just be questions. Both are getting your, your power out there, right? It's establishing you as an authority because you're brilliant by the way you're brilliant i (laughs) hope that the listener really wrote just every way that you sold that lead magnet and 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 sold and and explained um that that you could help that that's on point that's like really i think a lot of people are afraid to do it Mm -hmm. people I know you were like, let's be honest, I'm, I am I need to make money. I need to put food on the table. Like, right. this is important. I think some people are quite afraid of coming across as a crook or a criminal mm. or somebody who's asking for something mm-hmm. when they really ought to be thinking like, if I really truly want to serve my listener, I need to take them by the hand to the very next step that they need to do to yeah. be able to get the results that they want. And so... 
so sue me if I am going to be able to monetize with them as I help them get exactly what they want. It's, it's so beneficial. And a lot of people are like, oh, I, that, I'm, I'm, I need to do this for the right reasons. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm here for the money or something. Look, I don't remember who said it. It goes something like this. The amount of money that you have is a direct reflection of the amount of people that you help. Yeah. If you are afraid and timid to make an offer with lead magnet or anything else, you're doing a bad job serving people and it's proof because you have no money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you want to you help them and, and that's the only way to help them. You've got to get into a working relationship somehow. And I don't feel bad about any of the people that I serve. When we're editing, we do a great job. When we're doing marketing for people, we do a great job. We give them the results that they were looking for and then they monetize because of it. They make more money than they pay us. I feel amazing about that. Yes, I'm making money. Yes, I feel great, I, I'm happy. But I'm making money and Tracy's making money because right. he knows that he needs to serve these people, his listener, at the highest and best level. And one of the best ways to do that is an exchange of this for that. Money for the knowledge, money for the service, making your life easier for a small fee, whatever it is, it's a benefit. And people just gotta be okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. I think so many people um, have grown up with the focus on trading hours for money, right? They're okay. I get dollars for the time invested. Well, it only took me three hours to create that lead magnet. Well, you're not charging anything for it, right? You're, you're giving it away for free. It's a lead magnet, right? Um, but on the back side of that is something else, right? You're, you're going to start creating value in what you add to them. And that's when you start getting the mo that money back. You're now you're trading uh, the value for the money. And if you're delivering great value, you should be getting some great money in return. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm with you hundred percent. And I hope that the listener is, is sold on it because I think it's quite important. All right. I, I want, to, I could just, I could riff with you for hours on this. We're, we're totally, we're totally geeking on the same, on the same level. I do want to ask one final question and I want to give you an opportunity if folks want to learn more about Adam and the podcast on podcasting, we want to know where we're going to send them to. But before we answer that, any great marketing tip that you want to share with a budding uh, online course creator and or podcaster out there? Now, they may be two different tactics, right? But yeah. if you come at him and say, dude, if you if you only had the time and money, it, and I'm not talking about free advertising, right? We could talk about free advertising and we've talked a little about that already. If someone's going to say, I only got time and money to do one thing, what would you tell them to go do? Yeah. Well, there's a lot more than one, unfortunately. <laughs> but right, there always is. There, is. there is something that I think a lot of people forget about, and it's assuming the sale. And it, it might be slightly less of a marketing and maybe more of a sales and persuasion-like okay. technique. But the point is, on our podcast, for example, if, if, I'm, if I'm on my podcast and I'm talking about the Avatar Questionnaire, I'm, I'm going or any of my lead magnet, let's just say um, any, any of them. What I'll do is I'll say, you're just going to go to growyourshow.com forward slash P 
PDF or growyourshow.com forward slash avatar. And when you're there, you'll see at the top of the page, that orange button, for example, you'll see at the top of the page, that orange button, that's how you get started. And that's going to get you this. So you get this result. And it's do you, if you hear me um, believing that they're already going to do it, I'm imagining them doing it. They're imagining them doing it. And it's partially this thing where, uh, and, and I don't know if your listener is going to be religious or not. I'm not really that religious, but I did grow up in, in a church. And so mm-hmm. I do know uh, people that talk about prayer mm-hmm. becoming something manifesting right right and i've always believed you know let's call it the secret maybe it's not prayer this time maybe it's just the secret but if you believe it yourself and you can see it you're creating something spiritually you're creating Mm -hmm. something uh, that can now finally because it was created this way in in our minds we can see it we can imagine it now we can actually start to do it and so a uh, thing that I think a lot of people do on accident is they're 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 saying something like, "Hey, um, I have an avatar questionnaire. It's a really great avatar questionnaire. If you want the avatar questionnaire, it's at growyourshow.com forward slash avatar." That's not very salesy. That's not very markety. That's not very persuasive. But instead, is you need to be able to figure out who your avatar is. Mm. If you don't, you're gonna lose in this game. I've created a four-page thing that can really help you to be able to get X, Y, and Z. If And and then I'll say something like, all you're going to do to get it is go to, and I lay, I, I name the place that they go to, and then I try to explain what it looks like. You're just, you're going to see a video. Go ahead and watch that video. And then under that, you, you see that you can just download it. So just go ahead and download that. You'll have it, fill it out. And now you'll be able to get X, Y, Z result. Um, I learned this when I was doing door-to-door sales. Uh, people would people go to somebody's door and they would say something like, uh, they would go knock, 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 and the person would answer, and they would try to sell their thing. They would they would try to explain the thing. But what I used to do is I, I would talk about like the neighbor, for example. I'd say, hey, um, I just came from the Joneses. They they talked about uh, they talked about their break-in, and um, I wanted to get my sign out in front of your yard because I'm selling home security. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get my sign out in front of your yard in case your neighbors are going to buy um, an alarm system because they hear about that and they just want to feel safer. And my my question, my ask is, if I could put that sign in front of your yard, I would take care of you and give you all the free. I, I would hook you up with all the free stuff right here on the door and I would show them the front door. Right here on the door, what we're going to do mm-hmm. is just put a put a put a sensor right here. It's not going to be invasive. It's we don't have to wire it. It's it's um it's using battery. It lasts for 3 years. But what we're going to do is just put it right there. And then in for your back door, do you have uh, a sliding glass door or is it a regular door? And they go it's a sliding glass door. And I just walk into their house. I just walk into their house. I say, "Oh, okay, it's a sliding door." That's going to be a little bit different. Let me show you how we're going to do that. Let me show you how we're going to do that. And now it's just so natural. I mean, it's predictive it might, language. Yeah. So, so as you kind of like, as, it's hard to explain, but the point would be we need to have the audacity to believe that the person is doing the thing, mm-hmm. to see them doing it. And when we, uh, when we use language that is uh, believing that the sale is already assuming the sale, assuming it's already going to happen, assuming that they're going to go to our website, assuming that they're going to download our episodes, assuming that they're going to uh, comment below, whatever it is, 
that is one of the most powerful pieces of advice that I would share to anybody is to change your mind from, hey, if you want this, it can be there, to when you get this, it's going to help you do this, and this is how this is the next step for it. Just uh-huh. kind of walk them through so they See? can create it spiritual that's magic right there right uh, th- that really is and here's the really cool thing and you may have done it on purpose but i find it happens to people naturally when you say it the first way hey if you really want to learn more about this you can get this at you know dub 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 my yeah. website whatever but when you say it the other way now you need to get this you know where you can get the the energy that comes out of you as a result of that is completely different in everyone i've ever heard speak one way or the other the energies are completely different so it almost comes back to you know that spiritual level you're putting that energy we're going to talk the secret put that energy out there so that you can get it back look if Uh. you're using wishy-washy language the person receiving it is going to feel Mm wishy-washy like when you when you say something like hey if you want this you can get it they're like well i'm not sure if i need it so Maybe I just won't take the time. Right. <laughs> but when you're like, you need this, this is going to be helpful. This is how it's going to help you. And all you got to do to get it is go to this one place and, and push this one button. It's a green button. Just press it. And then you you got everything that you need. That, now it's like, oh, okay, well, I can see myself doing that. I want to do that. And because you're assuming the sale, they're going to assume it too. Mm-hmm. Like, just like what you're saying, Tracy. It's a, uh, I believe in that 100%. And it's... It's not because uh, it's it's not because I'm religious. It's not because I believe in the secret necessarily. It's because I know that assuming the sale does something psychologically, subliminally, and spiritually in a way to uh, help somebody to make a decision that's good for them. Help them take that next step. And that loops us back where we were talking about earlier. Adam, like I said, I could keep riffing with you for hours on this, but I want to be mindful of your time, and I appreciate you hanging out so long. Uh, If anyone wants to learn more about Adam Adams and the podcast on podcasting and any of your services, where do we want to point them to? Yeah, well, the free place, because that's my my filter. There it is. uh, That's my funnel, (laughs) uh, if you will. Like, uh, and I don't mean that in a aggressive angry i need to make money way but like the most natural place for your listener to go is to my podcast because it's a free resource it has lots of great content we've done over 200 episodes and they can go there and get to know how to get to the next level for free and i I just think that's literally the best place to go is just the podcast and they're already a podcast listener so it's They're, super easy. It's really easy. Over. They'll click on the link down in the show notes yeah. and they'll just jump right over onto your podcast. Adam, thank you again so much. I definitely appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, there you go. My dark horse friends and family, Adam, Adam, just dropping knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. Now, I've enjoyed podcasting for many, many years. As you heard me mentioned, I started podcasting before podcasting was even cool and it was way different then. Um, and then I started uh, a second podcast. And this one is my third. And each one gave me a different experience. So if you're considering it, uh, you know what? Let me just cut to the chase here. Let me give you nine reasons you should uh, you should go ahead and start a podcast. Number one, it's a great way to procrastinate. <laughs> Wait, hear me out. I, I really mean this. I mean, if you're looking for a new and exciting way to procrastinate, uh, then starting a podcast is a great option because you get to spend hours upon hours 
researching topics, planning episodes, finding guests, recording, editing. And the best part about this is you can do it all in your pajamas. No, I, 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 this is all a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, obviously, it's a great way to uh, learn lots of new things, dig into your niche a lot more, and, and meet lots of great folks. Uh, reason number two, you can be as lazy as you want. Podcasting is the perfect activity for lazy people. Hear me out. <laughs> Again, we're going to be a little tongue-in-cheek here for a little bit. Here's the thing. You can record an episode in your pajamas, as I mentioned, in your car if you'd like to. I wouldn't recommend it. It doesn't always sound that great. Or even while you're out on a walk. And you know what? If you don't feel like editing it, you don't really have to because you can always just go ahead and release the unedited version. Now, are you going to gain a massive audience doing that? I don't know. Depends on your topic. Maybe your topic is all about car riding. Maybe there's a, a, a traveling salesman niche out there that you're servicing and they get it. You're in a car all the time. huh? Maybe nature walks. Okay, I get that. It could work. Um, you don't have to edit every single one, but just think about it, right? You could do any one of these. It, it just works. You don't have to have the big studio and all the fancy microphone and equipment. Hmm? Yeah? Reason number three, it's a great way to meet people. I, I just met Adam Adams. I never knew him before. See, podcasting is a great way to connect with like-minded folks from all over this big blue spinning globe that we're all residing upon. You can collaborate with other podcasters. You could interview guests, and you can build a community around whatever it is you're passionate about, about your niche, about your topic. Yeah? Fun. Reason number four, because you're awesome. Yeah. First and five, this probably should have been reason number one. Because I think first and foremost, the most important reason to start a podcast is because you're awesome. And if you're not convinced of your awesomeness, just think about all the people that are out there that have told you how funny, how smart, how insightful, how charming, how awesome that you are. Hmm? Yeah, those people aren't wrong. Well, or maybe they are. And of course they are, right? But starting a podcast is a great way to prove them wrong on a much larger scale or prove them right if they've told you you're not funny, you're not smart, you're not insightful, or you're not charming. Yeah, you could really prove them wrong on a huge scale by starting your podcast. Yeah, where are we at? Number number five? Because it's easy. Yeah, starting a podcast isn't hard. It can be very easy with some of the tools that are out there now. Some of the services are out there. You sign up for the service, and also often it's free. You get on your phone, you push the record button, bing, bang, boom, you're done. All you need is a microphone. Your phone's got one of those. Some recording software. Well, you don't always need that even. And something to say. And if you're considering starting a podcast, I'm going to go with the assumption you, my friend, have something to say. You don't need an audio engineer. You don't need fancy, fancy equipment. You hit record and you start talking. Hmm? That's how easy it is. Now, if you want to build it into a business, well, yeah, you got, there's a few more steps involved and a little more thought that goes into the process. But if you just want to kick this sucker in the, in the butt and get it going... That's how easy it is. Number six, because you can make money. Yeah, well, okay. That's I think maybe that's maybe that should have been number one. Well, it's true. Don't get me wrong. Most podcasts aren't making a lot of money out there. Let's be honest. Go out and ask them. They're not. It is possible to generate good revenue from your show. And there's a number of ways you can do it. You can do it selling advertising. Hmm? 
You could do it with sponsorships. You can charge access to premium content. That's how I did with my uh, second podcast, right? I had a five-day-a-week podcast. Each episode was short. The Monday episode was free. It went out to everybody. If you wanted Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you had to go through a pay gate, right? Um, and I would tease all the great content that would be coming out Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday on the Monday episode. Yeah. So, and it wasn't expensive. It was like, I don't know, $19 a month. So it wasn't like, oh, it's getting rich off of it. But you see, that's a different way to think about it. You could use crowdfunding. You know, well, uh, there's uh, different platforms out there oh, like Patreon. Um, you could bring on folks that are the perfect client for your business. And when they're on your show and you're interviewing them, you're building up a no like, and trust factor. <laughs> right? There's opportunities there. Let me give you three more reasons. Number seven, you get to be the boss. Yeah, some of you really resonated with that one. When you start a podcast, you, my friend, are the boss. You get to decide what topics you cover, who you interview, and how often you release the new episodes. Now, this can be a great way to exercise some creative muscle so that you have control over your own work life, especially if you're building a podcast around your business. Um, we're going to go back to number eight. You can make some serious cash. Why am I saying this twice? Yeah, you know, and the reason I'm saying this twice is because if you build up a large enough following, you can make some serious revenue from your podcast. Again, advertising is this common way to make money from podcasts, but there are other ways. You're selling products, affiliate products. They don't even have to be yours right? Maybe you come up with a product and that's your advertiser, right? And again, like I said before, you could bring on your perfect client to build that no like, and trust factor and pitch them on the back end. Because if you can give them the, mm, a moment's thought that, wow, he just solved part of my problem while he was interviewing me for his podcast. Imagine what the rest of that content is like. Yeah. Okay. And I think one of the last reasons, and there's so many more, right? But one of the last reasons that you would want to start a podcast is that you can reach a global audience. Yeah. Remember I said at the very beginning of this that it's okay to embrace your competition because there's so many people out there. Podcasts aren't limited anymore by geographical boundaries like terrestrial radio is. No, right? It, the globe is open. Yeah, this means that you can reach listeners all over the world with your message. I know I, I was the number one marketing podcast, and I think I'm still in the top 50 in Omar overseas. And it was Macedonia, Greece, um, last month. So I'm hitting it all over the world. I've never been to either one of these locations, not physically anyway. But obviously, my message is resonating with enough people out there that I went all the way up to number, I think it was number eight I hit on the marketing charts. Yeah, if you build up a large enough following, you could even become, I don't know, a celebrity in your own right, in your marketplace. It's a authority play at the same time as you have fun in your pajamas getting your message out. And of course, as you can tell, I am not passionate about this topic at all. All right. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, go ahead, reach out to Adam Adams. He's got a great thing going on over there. Or go ahead and give me a holler, right? Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. And, uh, you know, let's connect. I can hook you up. 
or go to darkhorseschooling.com. And under the podcast, there's a course coming up. Oh, yeah, you probably didn't know about that. Uh, probably in the next, let's see, by the time you're—this is the middle of January— um, I'm looking at having it out into the marketplace within the next 45 days. There might even be a wait list list on the website. Hmm? You feel me? So go darkhorseschooling.com backslash podcast wait list and sign up so that the moment that course comes out, I'll get it into your hands. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.